What we do in life echoes in eternity. You will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. From the WSFI studio in Libertyville, Illinois, this is Pro-Life Today with your host, Joe Scheidler. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pro-Life Today. This is WSFI 88.5 FM. That's Catholic Radio. I'm your host, Joe Scheidler, and today my guest is Jean Croco. My wife, Ann, is in the studio with me, and we're going to interview Jean. She's a registered nurse and the Pro-Life Action League's research specialist for abortion clinic licensing and inspection. Now, we've recently closed down one of Chicago's most infamous abortion clinics, Albany Family Planning Associates Clinic. It was finally closed down. It originally opened on Irving Park Road way back in the 1970s. It was affiliated with the California abortion chain Family Planning Associates in the 1980s. We've been picketing it, praying in front of it, counseling at Albany on Elston Avenue for at least 25 years. Six consecutive 40 Days for Life vigils have been held at Albany's site. And for the last three years, a huge Divine Mercy image added to the prayer vigil. And in fact, that image is still there and is going to remain there on a parking lot right across from Albany Clinic. We closed clinic, as I say, back in the 70s, and we thought it was gone, but it showed up on Elson Avenue, and since it's been there, we've been going out there regularly. The last day of business at Albany was on October 17th, 2015. The process that made the closing happen is complicated, and our guest, Gene Croco, was responsible for much of why this place finally shut down. Welcome, Jean, to our program today. Thank you. Will you tell us a bit about your background and how you got involved in shutting down Albany's clinic? I've, I've been a, I've been a nurse since 1975, and when I was my first job was at Michael Reese Hospital, where they were doing abortions, and I worked I worked in the OB part. I was able. I had the opportunity to witness an abortion, and at that point, I was. I became very. What in, kind of an abortion pro- did you see, Jane? Mid trimester prostaglandin. Wow. Uh, indu- it's an induction abortion. Yeah. Where the baby comes out whole. You don't hear about prostaglandin as much as you used to. They still use it, though. But well, the cytotec, which is used in the medical abortion. Is a, is a type of prostaglandin, but I what see. they were they were doing experimental prostaglandin abortions, which was in a intermuscular injection. And the reason you don't hear about it was because it was a really bad way to do an abortion. <laughs> the women had immediately terribly nauseous, terrible diarrhea. We had I got to know one patient before she had it, and and she had to have a hysterectomy afterwards. They almost lost her. It was it was not a, a a good way, and so it was abandoned. But you were present for this abortion, so you uh, not saw. for that abortion, but for for I worked on the floor. I but, see. but they but they put a patient on the floor, which was not standard because the delivery rooms were full, and she delivered in the bed a dar- a dead baby. So you did see the baby. Oh yes, and did you have to handle it? No. No, I, I ran over to the, they had I also had a saline abortion unit at the time, so I ran over to the saline unit and got one of the nurses because I really didn't know what to do. I, I mean, I was just three months out of school. I see. 
And you left the you left uh, Michael Reese shortly after that. I left there three about three months after that. Three months after. I was there about six months. Yeah. Well, we want to know how you get all this information. You have been just a wealth of information about these abortion clinics, what's going on in them, and, and the bad things about them, of which is mostly bad. Tell us a little bit about how you get this information. Well, let me go back a little bit. In 2011, I read the Gosnell report, which was put out by Seth Williams, the district attorney of Philadelphia. I read the whole thing, and I thought, gee, if this is going on in Philadelphia, what's going on here? The Gosnell report was really interesting. Only about a third of it was about the horrific stuff that that Gosnell did, but the other two-thirds was the cover-up and and the ignoring of of everything that went on by by the state of of Pennsylvania and the health department in Philadelphia, because there were numerous complaints about the clinic that were never followed up on. So I thought, well, if that's going on in Pennsylvania, what's going on in Illinois? So... Also, at that time, I was, I was picketing and sidewalk counseling at the clinic in Rockford. And one of the, the guy who was in charge, he said, this place hasn't been inspected in 14 years. And I said, no, really? So I called down to Springfield because they're the ones that it would inspect at the Illinois Department of Public Health. And I asked him, I asked the man there, can you tell me the last three inspections for Northern Illinois Women's Center? And... He said, well, I'll get back to you. And he called me back, and and he said they were in 92, 94, and 96. And that was 14 years ago. Yeah. And so then I I put in a a Freedom of Information Act request. The first time I did it, I I didn't know how to do it at all. In fact, I wanted Ann to hold my hand and help me with it. But she said, you could do this. And I'm like, (laughs) So... I sent them an email, and they sent back to me, this isn't how you do a FOIA request. And I said, oh. They said, what you do is you request documents. So I read the instructions on how to do a FOIA, which the state has on their website. And I requested the last three inspections of all the licensed facilities in Illinois. And it took them a while. It was uh, about 500 pages that I got. First, they asked me, they said, can we just give you everything since 2000? And I said, no, I know that one of them hasn't been inspected since 1996, so I want the last three. And 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 they, if they were inspected that many times, then they sent them to me, and it was a horrible revelation that there was really no inspection going on. Back in the 90s, they, they were inspecting the abortion clinics. It appeared like every three months. Then there was the Ragsdale case, and that stopped all inspections after that pretty much. After the late 90s, the only clinics that were inspected were basically those that were opening for the first time. They now, would, why did the Ragsdale case stop the inspecting, the inspections? What was that? What? I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, the, it had nothing to do with inspections. It had to do with licensing. The original abortion law said that all abortion clinics need to be licensed as ambulatory surgical treatment centers. Ragsdale sued because he thought that, that those rest, those requirements were too strict for for early abortions which he considered up to 19 weeks where was ragsdale what was his clinic well he was the one in rockford <coughs> rockford illinois he, he, he was in rockford right. and he he bought an old school that was over it's like over 100 years old that's right and and he was trying to turn it into sort of a shopping mall type thing except nobody wanted to be a, a fellow tenant with the abortion clinic but because it was a school, it, it at least had wider doorways, and, but it had stairs that when the ambulances would come, they'd have to go up and down the stairs with the woman on the stretcher. 
Yeah, we spent many hours at Ragsdale. I know there were lots of uh, prayer warriors came out there, and mm-hmm. the priests would come out and, and give a blessing. That goes way back. Ragsdale yeah. was there for many, many years, and there was a, a man there that was sort of the caretaker. Wayne. Wayne, yeah. You know, he, he was awful. He was, a, he was a terrible man, yeah. and they, they would play music, and it was just, he had a chicken in the, in the window on a cross. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was scary. It was scary, and it was wonderful that it's back to being whatever. It's a school now. No, no, it's, a, a no it's an abandoned building. It's <laughs> just abandoned, yeah. you know. But they had a bowling alley and all kind of things in there. It was really weird. Well, I don't scared. know about the bowling oh, yeah. alley. <laughs> yeah, there was a bowling alley early on, <laughs> and we used to hear the balls rolling down. It was strange. Well, we have to take a short break here on Pro-Life Today. I'm Joe Scheidler, and we'll be right back and continue our conversation with Jean Croco, a registered nurse who is an investigator for us investigating the abortion mills. Be right back. Hello, I'm David Delighton from the Center for Medical Progress with the Planned Parenthood videos. Catholic Radio is so important to the pro-life movement because it's our Catholic faith that teaches us about the true value and dignity of the human person and the inestimable worth of every single beautiful child of God. And that's a message that all of us need to hear and need to continue to pay attention to and be inspired by every day of our lives and work. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. This is Joe Scheidler in Chicago. Want to learn some Latin? Well, here are three simple words that say it all. Ora et labora. That's the motto of the Benedictines, and that means pray and work. Pray for the 4,000 babies who will be cruelly killed in legal abortions today in American cities alone. But also work to end abortion. Pray and work. How do you work? Well, come out to an abortion clinic near you. Pray there but also talk to the women going in. Offer them help. If you want to know how, give us a call. We're the Pro-Life Action League in Chicago. Call us at 773-777-2900. That's 773-777-2900. Or contact us at prolifeaction.org. 
Listen at 7 o'clock p.m. every Tuesday to WSFI Spotlight, a half-hour conversation with outstanding Catholics from our community and around the world. WSFI Spotlight re-airs on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. or listen on demand anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit WSFIRadio.org for more information. It's WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Only on WSFI Catholic Radio, Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Are you enjoying this WSFI local program and want to share it with others? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen, Then Programming. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, Listen, Then Programming. WSFI is on social media. Follow us on Twitter at WSFIFM. And like us on Facebook by searching for WSFI Catholic Radio. Hello, I'm Joe Scheidler. This is Pro-Life Today on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. We're talking with Nurse Jean Croco. Croco and Anne, my wife, is here in the, in the studio with me. And Anne, would you like to pick up the conversation here with Jean? Sure. I, I have looked at some of these inspection reports that Jean has gotten from the state. A, as you mentioned, Jean, your first batch of reports was about 500 pages. I've looked at these things a little bit. I'm not quite sure what to look for, but to me, it looks really dry and boring. But but you seem to 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 look at it a different way. You seem to get really excited about these reports. <laughs> what is it you like about doing this work? It's sort of like a treasure hunt. I read an inspection like I try to read the Bible. When I when I read the Bible, I I read it and I think, you know, what's going on here? When I see the inspections and the, and the clinic's done something really stupid, I'm thinking, well, why why would they do that? And it makes me helps me to understand that that something else is going on. There's clinics out in Virginia that are not doing their their drugs properly, and and the state seems to to let them get away with it. And I'm thinking, but don't they realize that this is the easiest way for drug addicts to get access to drugs? Well, that's very interesting. You know, so, yeah. so I write, yeah. I don't, I, I write, well, why are you letting them do this? This is diversion. This is, this, this doesn't make sense. And you wonder, don't you, how many other clinics might be able to be shut down um, if they were, if, if people followed up in, uh, on, on inspections or yeah. made sure that states were doing inspections. I don't know whether unique whether Illinois is unique in having had such little oversight for so many years, whether this is the situation in other states as well. I, is it a function of Illinois' poor fiscal situation or just lackadaisical attitude toward abortion clinics? I mean, like, do they, for instance inspect other ambulatory surgical centers if they're they're doing f- foot surgery or or whatever <laughs> oral surgery other kinds of surgery are those places being inspected or not they were being inspected because they, because medicare pays for inspections of certified clinics abortion doesn't allow to be covered under medicare so an abortion clinic does not get medicare funding to pay for the inspections when i first requested and got the 495 pages or whatever it was. I, I, I read through them all, and I wrote up a summary of them for my state rep, and he sent them down the Springfield, and he just said, how do I answer my constituent? And the response was very interesting. 
the they, the first thing they said was that it wasn't their fault because the statute for ambulatory surgical treatment centers was that they are to be inspected as needed. Therefore, there's no time frame, so 14 years isn't bad. The second thing they said was that it was the state legislator's fault because they didn't they did not give money for the inspection of abortion clinics for the budget for the Illinois Department of Public Health because they weren't covered under Medicare. Then they'd have. Then the department would have to pay for them themselves. So they said it's your fault. <laughs> and then the third thing they said was, but because of what happened in Pennsylvania, we've decided to start inspecting the clinics. And at first, I thought what they were referring to was that the terrible things that they found in, in Gosnell's clinic. But on further reflection, I think what the, what it really means is that they realized that government workers were actually losing their jobs and their pensions in Pennsylvania, and they didn't want that to happen here in Illinois. So well, yes, they, pension is always important to a so, worker in Illinois. So, so, and they did. In, in 2011, they inspected the Pregnancy Termination Specialty Centers, which, is, which was the result of the, of the Ragsdale decision when they, when they made and a And maybe we should explain a little bit about that. You, you've mentioned ambulatory surgical treatment centers and the Pregnancy Termination Specialty Centers, and then we have a certain batch of clinics, including Planned Parenthood, that aren't, aren't licensed at all. This is a kind of unique situation we have in Illinois, isn't it, Jean? Yes. Each, well, each state's different. They have their own, they, they set it up their own way. Ours is not as bad as, say, California, but it's not as good as Pennsylvania. Because of Gosnell, Pennsylvania really, they inspect regularly. They put their inspections online, so I have access to them easily just by going online. And, and they're very good about it. Now, Albany was classified as a ASTC, or Ambulatory Surgical Treatment Center, but of course its main work was abortion. So why, why was it not a Pregnancy Termination Specialty Center? The t- Pregnancy Termination Specialty Center was a, a consent decree between in the Ragsdale decision that allowed a different classification of abortion clinic that would only go up to 19 weeks would not use general anesthesia. So it didn't need a generator because it didn't. It, it, women weren't unable to to respond because of anesthesia if there was a power outage. So a, a clinic doing later term abortions would have to be yes. And Albany and Albany went up to tw- went up to the legal limit of 24 weeks. So so they had to be an ambulatory surgical treatment center, but they did not have an operating generator, and they did not have a, a electrical system that would support an operating generator. And you discovered this by. Pouring over these reports. Yes, the state started inspecting the the lower the lower level ones, the PTSCs, in 2011. They did they did a nursing inspection of all of them, and they all came back with something wrong. Rockford was closed because of it. Women's Aid was closed because of it. In 2012, they did they did what they call life safety surveys of the pregnancy termination specialty centers, and they did nursing inspections of the ASTCs that were abortion clinics that they had not inspected. In 2011, dimensions closed, and the reason given was they knew that the inspectors were coming, and they knew they could not pass because they had sewage backup problems, and they had no generator working, and they didn't want to fix it, so, so dimensions closed because of the upcoming inspections. Then in 2013, they did the life safety inspections for the ASTCs, which includes Albany and American Women's in Chicago. 
Advantage was done on a different is on a different thing because they had a fire and so they had to be inspected when they were done with the fire thing. The Hope Clinic down in in Granite City is on a different schedule of inspections. During the time that there were no inspections going up here, they were inspecting Hope about every five years, but th because that comes out of a different office than because anything below I eighty. Oh, is a different. I'm not sure which office Peoria comes out of. That Peoria was was another clinic that had major problems but it, it was able to correct them enough so that they could keep their license. Why would it be that Planned Parenthood and the remaining Family Planning Associates clinics fall through the cracks and they don't have any regulation or any licensing or inspection, That's and yet a, they are doing surgery? That is a really good question. And I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the original law for Illinois said that all abortions had to be done in licensed clinics. So the ASTC or hospital, they could be you know they can be done in hospitals or they can be done in the ASTCs. The Ragsdale decision gave, gave us the PTSC, and and it was for an for an ASTC you can have abortion and you can have other things on your on your list of, of approved procedures if you care to. Um, most places don't because nobody wants to go to have their appendix taken out at the same at the same time as somebody's having an abortion you know they just don't want to they don't they, yeah, it they, doesn't these, mix very well they, they don't it's yeah. very difficult to mix the patients for that so so the ptscs part of the thing was that their their whole program had to be abortion related you weren't allowed to do any other surgeries we had a a ptsc recently that was doing vasectomies in the office and it was reported to the to the state, and the state told them that they had to stop doing vasectomies or else they'd lose their license. They argued, but they did it. They moved the vasectomies to another facility. It's not related to the pregnancy termination. So the Planned Parenthood does not qualify as a PTSC because they do other procedures. So they, they figured, well, if we can't be a PTSC and we can't be an ASTC, we don't want to be an ASTC. Then we don't need to be licensed. And somehow the state bought that. I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's something that we really need yeah, to pursue it's because a, it's a definite hole in the law in Illinois, and, and it has to do with with what percentage of the business they do is in pregnancy termination and in abortions. But now that Albany has closed, most of those patients that were going to Albany that would have been served by Albany are being sent to the Family Planning Associates Clinic on Washington Street downtown, and that has fallen into this category of unregulated clinics. True. So you won't be able to get inspections on that clinic, will you, no, the, no, the same No, the same people who worked at Albany, which was Family Planning Associates, they were the medical staff, they, for some reason, they quit in, in October. They suddenly, they suddenly quit on Albany, and they have moved all their all their work down down to the Washington Street, so you you have up to tw up to 24 weeks being done on Washington Street in a building that's never been inspected, and has no and and is never the state has no say over over the safety of it or anything. It sounds like something that we as Illinois citizens ought to be contacting our legislators about to say, hey, do something about the licensing policy for these facilities. In, Actually, in I, I don't even think that that needs to be done. I think if I th the original law said that all abortions had to be done in licensed facilities, and I think it's a after so the maybe it's just a matter I think of it's just it's, the law. It's, yes, I, I think the law is already there. I'm not a lawyer, but, but I, I don't see anywhere 
where it says that, oh, if you can't meet these regulations, then you don't have to be regulated at all. Yeah, it doesn't seem right to not regulate a facility where surgery is, is being done. And ambulances. Certainly not. Yeah. I mean, ambulances show, show up, up all the time. Yeah. Yes, they do. We have photographs of the ambulances out in front of the, of the clinic uh, on Washington Street, as we did back when Albany was operating. And anybody who's concerned about the safety of, uh, of women ought to be concerned that, that this place has no oversight. So it's certainly something we could ask of our legislators. Look into this. Ask the Department of Health. Let's, let's find out what we can do to put some kind of restrictions and oversight onto this clinic. Well, the list of violations, infringements, and so on on Albany just go on and on. Uh, we could keep you bored all the <laughs> afternoon by going through the ambulance coming, three, three patients in two days at mm -hmm. one time. We have uh, complaints that we registered over and over again on that, that problem of having women taken out, but then also the inability of the abortion clinic to come up to standard. It's unfortunate in a way. I mean, we're glad that they're out of there, but the fact that they're still doing abortions, of course, is is depressing, and we uh, ask people to go out and, and pray and counsel at the clinic on Washington Street, and we'll be staying at the clinics wherever they are to try to talk these, reach these women before they make the biggest mistake in their life. Well, we're just about out of time, we certainly appreciate, Jane Croco, you're coming to the program today and telling us some of the, the work you've done. It's just been a godsend that you've been able to do this, and you're, you're so good at it. We depend on you a lot. And I want to thank my wife, Anne, for coming in today. So that's about all the time we have for this session. So thanks again to my guests, Jean Croco. Join thanks for us, having me. Join us next week on Pro-Life Today. So then... From all of us at WSFI FM Catholic Radio, I'm Joe Scheider. Thanks for listening. My name is Bishop Paul. I'm with the Diocese of the Midwest of the Orthodox Church in America. In terms of Christian Catholic Radio, wise and important, I think it's important for radio to get out the Christian message about a view of life, a vision of life that is rooted in our very being as people who are Americans. So it's good to have the radio around to be able to speak to those issues, life issues that are important. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Did you know that you can listen to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio from anywhere in the world? Our live internet stream is available at wsfiradio.org. Just click on Listen Live. We also stream on the TuneIn mobile app for your smartphone or tablet. For iPhone and iPad users, visit the App Store, download the TuneIn app, sign up for a free account, and then search for WSFI. Click Follow to add us to your profile. 
For Android users, visit the Google Play Store, download the TuneIn app, sign up for a free account, and then search for WSFI. Click follow to add us to your profile. Need help? Call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Hi, this is Brian Farley, host of Men of Christ Radio. For 10 years, through conferences, retreats, workshops, and special events, Men of Christ has been helping men to live their Catholic faith more boldly by exposing them to Catholic teaching, practices, and speakers that open eyes and change hearts. Well, now we'll be doing it on the radio, too. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio to be specific. Tune in every first Saturday at 10 a.m. and again every first Monday at 10 p.m. right here on WSFI for Men of Christ Radio. Spiritual warfare, the power of prayer, defending the church, and more. We'll be talking about all of it on Men of Christ Radio. For more information, go to WSFICatholicRadio.org. Men of Christ Radio, inspiring conversations about your faith, your family, your nation, your world, and what you, as a man of Christ, can do about it. Looking at term life insurance? Consider life insurance from Catholic Financial Life and see how we put Catholic values in action. To learn more, call Matt Tomlinson at 847-548-MATT. 847-548-6288. Did you know you can listen to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio online? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen Live. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen Live. <laughs> 